Thanks for taking time to listen to this episode of The Real Rescue Podcast. Take a minute to go to therealrescue.com to check out these and other great deals from our sponsors here at The Real Rescue. This episode of The Real Rescue Podcast is brought to you by Breeze Eastern, the world's only dedicated helicopter hoist and winch provider. SR3 Rescue Concepts, because you don't know what you don't know. And rescueswimmershop.com, official high quality apparel featuring the silhouette. Breeze Eastern, they dedicate themselves to our helicopter rescue world. Since the very first helicopter rescue in November of 1945, Breeze Eastern has designed and manufactured superior rescue hoist solutions. While much of the technology and the unique mission requirements have changed over the past 75 years, their commitment to the rescuers, the operators, and those being rescued has not. Contact them today by visiting them at breeze-eastern.com. SR3 Rescue Concepts is a training company that can help your helicopter training. They train daytime, nighttime, aerial firefighting, hoist, longline, fast rope, rappel, and more. They can assist your program with standardization and safety checks or just an FAA annual refresher. With the certified flight instructor pilots and experienced crew, they are ready to help your agency keep up to date with current techniques, rules, regulations, and equipment. Plus, right now, SR3 is offering 10% off anything in their web store with the promo code, all capital letters, REALRESCUE, R-E-A-L-R-E-S-Q. Plus, they are offering 10% from their partners, Petzl, and their equipment. All you got to do is send an email to info at sr3rescueconcepts.com. Mention this podcast, The Real Rescue Podcast, and they'll take care of the rest. 15 years ago, photographer and Coast Guard rescue swimmer number 526, Chris Razor, created an iconic photograph. This photograph depicted the silhouette of a helicopter rescue swimmer reaching down for an outstretched hand in need against the American flag backdrop. The image went viral and became a symbol worldwide for the rescue community and the people they help. Its wild popularity inspired Chris to launch RescueSwimmerShop.com, a web store offering official high-quality apparel featuring his evocative image, The Silhouette. T-shirts, hats, patches, and stickers featuring The Silhouette are available at RescueSwimmerShop.com, including the flagship design, So Others May Live. Follow Chris and his story on Instagram with the handle at Rescue Swimmer Shop. And if you are a rescue swimmer, support rescue swimmers, or just tell people you are one at the bar, this gear is definitely for you. When you get to the website, rescueswimmershop.com, enter the promo code, all lowercase, one word, rescue, R-E-S-C-U-E, for 10% off your order. Our next guest is coming to us from Louisiana. I had an opportunity to work with her for about a year and a half, and she is an incredible paramedic. I learned a ton of stuff from her. The stories that she's about to tell from street paramedic into our world in aviation and air ambulance search and rescue 
are awesome. And I really enjoyed having her on. So please welcome my friend, Miss Ashley Morrison. My name is Jason Quinn. I am United States Coast Guard Rescue Swimmer number 500. These are my rescues and rescues from those of us that put our lives on the line every day so others may live. This is The Real Rescue Podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Real Rescue Podcast. Today I've got with me a special guest, a, a friend of mine who taught me so much in the medical world and uh, I'm stoked to have her on with me. Miss Ashley Morrison, She's a critical care paramedic, currently working as a field supervisor with West Jefferson Hospital in New Orleans. What's up, Ash? Hey, honey. How are you? Girl, it is good to see you. <laughs> I am fantastic. How are you doing? Good, good, good. I miss you guys so much. It's I'm not the same. What? Not the same. Never gonna be the same. Never. It's like <laughs> never gonna be the same. We gotta get the band back together. Let's go. I know, right? Right. We just gotta like, find like one central point in the United States that we can all right. go to because I mean we're all hundreds of miles away from each other. <laughs> I am. I, I'm okay with New Orleans. I'll, I will meet you down there. I uh, do fine it. by me. Fine by me. Give me the date and I will make stuff happen. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yes. Well, Ash, listen, I, I thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I'm really excited to have this conversation with you because you and I had a, a, a short, brief moment of time together where not only did I learn a ton from you, but we had a, we had a couple of good cases and one we're going to go over for sure. But I, like for those that don't know you, uh, if you don't mind, just kind of introduce yourself, a little bit of background and how you became a paramedic. Oh boy. All right. So I'm Ashley Morrison. I live born and raised in right outside of New Orleans, Louisiana, in a little city called Marrero. Um, man, like I have a 16 year old daughter, uh, three amazing, amazing bratty dogs. Um, <laughs> who's currently trying to steal my attention. Um, so I became a paramedic when, oh, good gracious. I was initially in nursing school. I, uh, Katrina happened. I was a administrative assistant for a loan company was actually going to school to be a paralegal. Then Katrina happened. We all lost our jobs. All of us, uh, all the city was flooded, obviously. So uh, I went to be a unit clerk at a hospital and then started nursing school. And then I was halfway through my first semester, actually actively in nursing school when one of my now still fellow coworkers was like, hey, why don't you become an EMT basic and get patient contact experience for the next year? I was like, okay. And I did. And now I hate it. No, I'm just kidding. And <laughs> <laughs> I just, I fell in love with it so much. I, I, we were street res, street, uh, street raised. And we, uh, I fell in love with the fact that when you're out on the streets and in someone else's environment, it was just, it was addicting. It was my drug. It was my new drug. So mm. I dropped out of nursing school and went to paramedic school. And 14 years later, here I am. So as a field supervisor too oh yeah if i remember yes. correctly you and labo uh you guys were working at west jeff when he was going through his medic school that's where you guys met right yes exactly exactly so actually so labo oh my goodness they uh labo was still working for the coast guard when he met my now director so when my director got promoted i got my promotion um well about a year later um labo actually rescued them off a boat because they were out fishing 
and the tide went down. Their boat got stuck. They had to call the Coast Guard to come get them. So that's how Labo entered into all of our lives. <laughs> oh my gosh. We, I awkward. do not have this story. How do I not have this story? Oh. So it was two, two field supervisors at West Jefferson. Uh, both of them are actually now directors now. And then, um, yeah, they totally got stuck in a boat, had to call the Coast Guard. And Brian is the one who came down and hoisted him out of the freaking boat. It was hilarious. And he was like, yeah, man. He goes, I've actually uh, been looking for like a real on the streets 911 job. Are y'all hiring? And he was like, yeah, we, we, we will fire somebody to hire you, Brian. We just, you just rescued us out of a freaking boot. <laughs> ah, that's funny. So Let me just, <laughs> you know what? I could see him swimming up there and be like, hey, yo, you guys looking for like somebody to, I, I need a job. <laughs> that's like legit. That's legit how it happened. We were uh, just talking about that the other day, actually. Me and my boss, Joe, we were just oh, talking God. about it. He was like, I'll never forget how I met Lobs. <laughs> It was awesome. It was so awesome. But yeah, he um he knew uh being a flight medic was my that was my ultimate dream stop. I didn't know how long I could do it for. I didn't know if I would ever actually reach it. And then um when he hooked up with P1, I got that phone call. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now I don't want to get too far into it because so let me back up just a little bit. So you get into uh the ambulance, you're finally a paramedic. And they finally get all the paperwork and all the check boxes to say, yep, you are qualified as a paramedic. And one of the first couple patients that you had, what, what do you remember? Oh, my God. I'll never forget this. So, oh, this is my favorite. <laughs> I will never forget. Uh, so when, uh, you know, ancient centuries ago, when I became a paramedic, it feels like um, we had to do our schedule is seven on and seven off. And it has always been seven on and seven off at West Jeff. So 12 hour shifts. Um, we had to actually ride with our, at the time, field supervisor for those seven days to make sure that, you know, you're good to go. I mean, you're going out messing with somebody's mom, dad, sister, brother, you know, not, not like a little puppy or kitten, not that it's any less. But um, so my seven with him, which was Clint Gaspard at the time, uh, I had nothing, nothing. The worst thing I had was a, was a 10-year-old child that was having a seizure, has a history, no, no big deal, nothing, right? So then my next seven on, he put me with a paramedic every single day and still had nothing. I finally got a cardiac arrest that we ended up stopping in the middle of doing ACLS skills because uh, the family presented us with a DNR. The very first day I was with EMT basic, I had a 30 year old who shot herself in the head. Then I turned her around and went to a five. Yes, it was, it was horrible. My first day with an EMT basic, then I turned around and went to a five person trauma activation car flipped 10, 15 times down the road. It took us an hour and a half to get all five of these people out of this massive Tahoe suburban, whichever one it was. It was, it was a day I'll never forget. I can still smell it. I can still visit it. I can still, because <laughs> <laughs> as a field supervisor, you go to those kind of calls, right? Like you go to the codes, the shootings, the overdoses, like as much as you can, you're always that extra set of hands to help the team. Right. Yeah. I'll never forget. I turned and looked at him. I said, is this, so this this is life like this is this is really is like yep this is it <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah and then the very next day i had a kid who got shot in the stomach i had another i had another cardiac arrest later that day it was a pediatric little baby that was smothered by her mom it was yeah so i have always and every time still to this day even though i'm a field supervisor i always put myself 
uh, on a truck once a week. I just, I feel like that's, it's really good view for my crew to know that I'm not afraid to still get out there, use my skills, work side by side with them. Um, but still to this day, when I get on a truck, it is a shit show. smoke. <laughs> it's been an interesting 14 years. <laughs> you know, I suddenly feel like my very first case is not that bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll never forget our case, man. That was, oof, that was, man, I wish I had the video footage from that. That was, anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's been a, a very, very uh, memorable 14 years. I miss being on nights. I was on nights for a while. Oh man, I miss being on nights so bad. It's a different kind of, different kind of different. I guess you gotta be. You know what? There are, there are, there's a different breed of life that's out there at night at two, three o'clock in the morning. You're like, what? I can't make this up right now. This, this just this doesn't happen. <laughs> Some of them you want to look at them and say, what the hell are you doing awake at three o'clock in the morning? <laughs> and other ones, it's like, you oh. know what? Thank you for this moment, guy. I appreciate yeah. this. <laughs> I don't know. Supervisor say to me, like, nothing good ever happens after midnight. Just don't, no. don't waste your time. Just mm -mm. nothing good happens after midnight. Great no. advice. I wish I had taken it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, don't think nothing good ever happens other than granny and granny, granny and grampy, should I say, slipping and falling as they're going to the bathroom. Nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing good, nothing good happens. It gets very interesting. Like, you know, oh. people go through like car washes and houses and, you know, you know, they get antsy evidently. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> holy smoke. Yeah, right, right. So before you get to us in the helicopter world, I, I know you've got a couple other memorable cases, a couple calls that just stand out to you. If you don't mind and just kind of share them, I'd love to hear them. Oh, man. Um, we had a bar here on uh, 4th Street called Gomez's Bar. We um, It was two Hispanic guys. This was a, uh, a mob bar. This bar was owned and ran by some of the mafia guys back in the day, trickled down into the family bloodline. And these two Spanish guys thought they uh, had some big kahunas and went in and shot it up. And I'll tell you what, I'll never, if you give me a piece of paper, I can still draw out where every single one of those bodies were. I can tell you, I can, I can describe to you what blood and gunpowder smells like mixed together. Um, oh yeah, that, that, I'll never forget that. Yeah, we had five people shot. One person, one person was pronounced, but all every single person was um was extremely critical. And then two hours later, we found the two Spanish guys dead in the field across the street because none of them, no no one thought to. Go. <laughs> they just assumed we got away. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. It was interesting. Uh let's see what. Oh <laughs> man, I can go on. I actually recently, about two years ago, we had a a car full of fifteen and sixteen year old kids that. We're doing about 100 miles an hour in a neighborhood. Sideswipe cars, lost control, flipped over. Yeah, it was, uh, that was interesting. It took us like 45 minutes to get the last one out. Uh, she ended up not making it, but. Oh, dang it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't care anymore man, these days. They, they're a different generation. But we've had some good ones, though. I've had, um, had a guy that I've, <clears throat> we first got our machine called the Lucas device. It's actually like an external compression machine. Mm -hmm. uh, it does the, the, the perfect it's all of our boyfriends. Anyway, uh, they, <laughs> it's like the greatest thing ever. Uh, actually, the first time it was put on a truck, I got to use it. And 
as the machine was doing CPR, the guy was opening his eyes and blinking at me and gagging on the endotracheal tube. Wow. Actually, yeah, we actually took him on the Lucas device up to cath lab. Uh, they stented him, took him off the Lucas device, and I still talk to him every now and then, and that was about eight years ago. Dang, that's oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Oh, that's a good feeling. That's- it is a good feeling. It is a really good feeling. It is a really, really good feeling. Just to no, know I, that there's actually somebody. <laughs> yeah, right? And it worked. You're like, hey, it's, so the Lucas devices, um, if I remember correctly, that actually attaches to the backboard and then so it like cramps onto the side of the backboard or whatever you're using. And then the compression goes right into the middle of the chest. It doesn't wrap Correct. underneath them, right? So there's like, it comes with its own little backboard uh, that you clamp onto. Uh, so it's like a little backboard. You just kind of like pull them up by the arm, slide it underneath. Uh, it goes right underneath their armpits. You lower the suction down. Uh, most of ours is actually battery operated. Thank God. Um, but it's, it's tremendous difference. <laughs> Noted. But uh, it's like a little, it's a button you push. It like allows you to lower it down, uh, push the button to hit play. Like, you know, playing the disco yeah. song. And then. Uh, <laughs> stay alive. Stay alive. Uh, 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 stay alive. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Hey, if anybody doesn't know that song for CPR, it's amazing. <laughs> I know you don't belong in EMS. You, know that. <laughs> you can always you can always switch it to Queen. Another one bites the dust, but that gets a little morbid. Yeah. And only in our world is that funny. <laughs> the family does not exactly. Families don't appreciate. We appreciate the shit out of that. However. I'm glad you and I can laugh about that. For everybody else to think there's a little dark humor in there, yes, that's what it is, dark humor, all right? Back off. Oh, my God. <laughs> we were told something the other day. My boss told us something the other day. They were like, y'all have need to go see a counselor. I was like, sweetheart, our counselor's going to need a damn counselor by the time they get done. So, no, that's just, we have each other. Why would we Exactly. Gosh. Oh man, man. you gotta have to. You gotta have to in order to be in this freaking field, man. If you go home, if you don't tap that door every day when you walk out of that office, I mean, every day, of course, is not the world's worst day of your life. But if you don't tap that door every day before you walk inside your house, then you just you just don't belong. Thanks. Fact. Yeah. Tap that door. That's all you gotta do. Tap that door. Oh, Ashley, I freaking love it. All right, so let, let, me, let me like let me catch up to where you and I met and whatnot. So Labo hooks you up. Uh, and and I, I let me rephrase that. I don't want to say Labo hooked you up. You know, well, yes and no. Because, you know, it's always nice to know somebody to know somebody. And, you know, Labo called you and said, hey, we got this position open. Do you want to apply? You and your skills and your knowledge is what got you the job. We needed critical care, you know, people that knew what they were doing. We had two hour plus transports, sometimes longer, you know, dealing with multiple hospitals all over from Alabama, actually, I think Florida, come to think of it, like Florida, all the way down to Corpus Christi, Texas, you know, like we needed somebody that we could trust in and whatnot. And boom, you come in and Lenny actually remembers walking in the door drilling you with a couple questions and then he looked at it uh lava and was like yeah hire her and walked away <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what he told me i was like oh snap go lenny come on <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness yeah so but yeah and then brian and what how did this is how the owl and that's still another thing brian calls me and says hey uh so would you be interested i know you really want to be a flight medic but would you be interested in doing like offshore stuff and i was like 
well, obviously we, we need to talk a little bit more in detail, Brian, like what was the schedule? What are we talking about? Like, what are we, so he, he gives me the, the schedule. He gives me like, you know, the average salary, whatever to send the other. And I was like, well, Brian, you know, look, I'm going to just like, that's two weeks away from home at a time, man. I'm like, just give me some time. And like, is this like an official offer? He's like, no, you're going to be in touch with Roscoe. He's on big head honcho, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, then Alexandria is going to call you. I was like, okay. And I was like, I, I was super quiet. Cause I like legit could not believe this was happening. And <laughs> Brian's exact words to me was, look, we need a girl. That's not going to be offended. That's not going to take any shit is going to dish shit back. And we don't have to freaking worry about it. So I really need you to say yes. <laughs> was like, all right. All right, Brian. <laughs> Give me some time. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, all right. So now you you get the job, which was awesome. And I was super stoked. You come down. Um, qualification purpose. This is the first time you had flown, if I'm if I remember correctly. All uh, right. Ever. So yeah, not only is it the first time you fly, now you're hanging out with a bunch of knuckleheads like us and saying, hey, let's go hang out in a helicopter at 200 feet. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so get, give me the rundown. Like, just kind of tell everybody what you, your experience coming into that world. Oh my God. That, it, that was, oof. so <laughs> when we were flying to Mesa, I actually met um, Jesse and, uh, oh my God, I can see his face. I can't think of his name. Uh, we all ran a couple of us ran into the, each other at the airport. None of us knew each other. I knew a zero freaking soul. But when we were sitting at in the airplane on the way to Mesa, you can kind of tell like they're carrying the same stuff that I'm carrying. They're carrying the same. Like we're all like kind of you could tell. So one of the guys started looking at me. Goes, "Are you going to Mesa to train with P1?" And I see he goes, "Yeah, I Facebook stalked you." I know. Like so, we started talking. So <laughs> that's how I had stalker. Exactly right. No Was that Jesse? That son of a gun. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, sorry, Jesse. I'm sorry. Keep, oh, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> Harry and Jesse. No, Jesse didn't talk to me until like the next day. I was like, weren't you on the plane with me last night? He was like, yeah, I thought it'd be weird. <laughs> I was like, you are weird. Anyway. <laughs> um. So yeah, first day in classroom, didn't know a single soul. I knew of Andrew Landry, but I did not know him. Um. Yeah, it, it was it, it was overwhelming. Like I remember getting up a couple of times and calling like my dad and being like, I don't know what the hell I think I am. And I don't know what the shit I just got myself into, but I need to reconsider some life options right now. So, <laughs> but um, then when we went to the swimming pool, uh, the, the in-classroom stuff was extremely overwhelming. The carabiners, the vet, the harnesses, the, the safety, the hand signals. I kept screwing it up constantly. And what finally got me to, got it to click was, I, ca- I don't even remember what I kept doing, honestly, but Jesse like turned around and looked at me stone cold in the face and says, if you do that one more time, you're going to die. Like, if you do that in a helicopter, they- I think I was given the signal for sheer. And he was like, you're going to end up dying. I went, oh, you see, I need that. This is what I need. <laughs> hey, brutal honesty. Sometimes you need it. Just, yeah. just saying. Right, right. Instead of saying like I was all clear, I think it was, I kept doing the sheer and he was like, you're just, you're going to die. I'm like, oh, cool. Noted, noted. Yeah, move on. <laughs> um, but one massive major part that I'll never forget in all of that training was Yost with me in the pool. Uh, I could not get that egress training down for nothing. I could not, could not, could not. And we were just doing basic stuff. Uh, it was me, Yost, and Jesse. Yost had me putting my legs on side the pool. It's September outside, so it's a little chilly. But uh, 
I, I just I couldn't accept drowning per se. That's what he kept telling me. He's like, you just need to accept drowning. I'm like, ghost, who the shit accepts drowning? Oh, but sorry, most of us. <laughs> so raising my hand and me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But man, he's he's the most patient, uh, calm, cool, collective human being I've ever met. He sat with me on the side of that pool for an hour and a half until it finally just like clicked. I'm like, oh yeah, you can drown. It's fine. <laughs> totally normal totally cool <laughs> it's not really gonna be okay <laughs> gonna feel a little burn in the bottom, top of your nose you'll be fine yeah that's fine exactly well that's kind of what i kept saying i was like but it, it burns he was like yeah uh-huh you have a flushed nose it was like of course i have and he was like it's the same goddamn thing <laughs> i was like that's right, dude. <laughs> it is. you know what used it is let's do this again <laughs> god i love that guy I know, I know. But yeah, first time in a helicopter, it was me and Harry were the first medics to go with you. And was it you? I don't think so. No, I, I, I came in after. Yeah, who was it? It wasn't John. It, oh, man. I don't even remember who it was. But yeah, that was, uh, that's the definite, that's the true definition of crap your pants without crapping. Like I'd had no, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's definitely it was awesome though. That was it's that that year and a half was the greatest, most amazing time in my life. That was relationships built that you you can never build anything like that with anybody else. Totally. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, we had we had a lot of fun down there. So there's do you remember your first case with the yes. hit me? Yeah. So I so I went straight from Mesa to Poor Fouchon, you know, hole in a wall, dump. And I was day six into, no, I was day seven into my seven day shift when I finally got my first case. Lenny was so mad. So Lenny was like my FTO next person. He was so mad because every day we'd go out and do like two or three hours of training and make sure I got a damn pack. And he's like, we, we got to get a, we, we have to, we got to get a freaking call. I'm like, well, yeah, because I don't want to like my next, my first one of like legit be like solo by myself. Like what the hell is going to happen? You know, like we <laughs> finally get one at like, we're supposed to come on shift till seven. We get it at like six o'clock in the morning. I was so excited, but, uh, it was somebody with chest pain, having a heart attack, uh, had some S had some ST changes on her EKG, uh, that troponin was a little high. So we were flying them in, but I'll tell you, the, I think when we walked in, when we, when we finally walked through everything and got down to the bottom where the patient and medic was, the guy was talking to me. And this is when I realized I, I, the guys kept telling me, I don't think you realize how rarity it is for a female to be out here. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, whatever. This girl's like, do everything, right? No, no, dead lie. Uh, he's like, I don't think you realize like how rare it is and make sure you always stay with one of us. It's like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm, you know, I can do this. That's fine. I'm a tough girl. Um, What's up? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, no, that changed. Uh, <laughs> 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 we walked down to the patient. The guy couldn't hear because I got earplugs in, our helmets on. And, uh, I took my helmet off after Lenny and the guy was like, oh, it's a girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? <laughs> I turned and looked at Lenny. I was like, this is real life, isn't it? This is definitely real life. <laughs> can't make it up. You can't make it up. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, that was my, that was my first one. Finally, day seven, 6 a.m. in the morning, Lenny came and woke me up. I was like, we're taking this call. We're taking this flight. But, uh, and then when we came back on my first 
uh, my first day we had a medevac and I actually got to voice that one. That was my first voice as a patient. I was, I legit like called when I'm putting on, I'll get everything right. I call Winnie. I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> Trust your swimmer. What's up? We got you. That, that's, that's exactly what he told me. He was like, don't, I think, um, Greg Fern, Greg Fern was my swimmer that day. And it was like, just stick with Greg. Greg's not going to lead you in the wrong direction. I'm like, but, but Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> so how did it go? It went, it went really well. It was a guy, um, guy, he broke his arm. So we had to, uh, we had to hoist him up. We, um, we didn't put him in a, in a Stokes basket. We actually just did like the, the harness and we hoisted him up. It went really well. I was scared, petrified, but I definitely learned then that I needed to do more squats. So when we came up to the helicopter, it was his back. <laughs> and I'm not no small girl, right? Like I got thighs like, you know, thicker than freaking trees. But um, <laughs> we came up to the helicopter. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, I freaking love you. <laughs> it's true. Oh. Um, he, It was his, as we're supposed to, his back to the helicopter. And I was trying to push this big boy away from the skid. And I was like, I, 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 John, John was my, actually our horse operator. And I see John laughing through his freaking through, through, through everything. Oh, he's laughing at me. And I was like, just fucking help me get this guy in the goat gym. I was so mad. I was so mad. <laughs> we finally get this guy. We, we finally get him in, lay him down, strap him up, uh, check safety, you know, get everything, like do all the seriousness make sure we all tethered in and all that good stuff close the door i keep back i hook up back up the true link and he like he goes so you want to go to the gym later i was like fuck you john I'm like i can't eat <laughs> you're such a dick oh. <laughs> come on jimmy <laughs> oh man no dude don't be fair he always gave me a good hard time like like, like a little sister of course but yeah it was a great time great time god that's after. awesome yeah, loaded the guy up with a shit ton of fentanyl and just kept on. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Well, in your time there, you and I actually spent quite a bit of time together. And I, I don't know exactly how that happened, but all of a sudden you and I ended up on rotation quite a bit. And it just so happened that I was going through my paramedic stuff while I was with you. And it was, there were a couple realizations that I had while we're in the aircraft, because I was a hoist operator at the time, you're a paramedic, we get in. And I think you looked at me once or twice, said, all right, what's going on? And I'd be like, okay, this is what's going on. This, this, and, you, and then I was too like, yeah, okay, cool. And I'd sit back. I was like, yeah, got that one. Right. <laughs> and then you looked at me like, you're going to do anything about it. I was like, oh, oh shit. Should I actually have to do something about this? Don't I? But you're the medic. <laughs> I do remember that. You would sit there with your big old Kool-Aid. Uh, uh-huh. Got yeah. this. I got this. <laughs> Come on. Damn it. Got called out. Oh my God. The greatest way to teach there, right? Totally. Totally. So now let me get into this case. So you and I are on on duty. It's you, me, and Jesse Raggard. We get called out on, uh, if I remember correctly, it was appendicitis. It was actually, you would know the patient better than I would because I just, I specifically remember the boat. That was the seizure. That that was the seizure, kid. Okay. Because I remember, I remember the whole Ativan situation. Yeah, that was the seizure, kid. All right. Yeah. So before we get into that, the kid part, and not kid. Sorry, sorry. Adult, young adult. The Wait, the know. vessel is running from a hurricane. So there's a hurricane that's out off of like the uh, the western side of Florida, 
and creating massive waves and 20, 15 to 20 foot waves that are, and, and we're still like a hundred miles from the storm. And but we were actually, we stopped preparing everything to evacuate to go to that back. That's right. Oh God. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Cause all right. So needless to say the boat's running from the storm. Dude has a seizure on board. So they call us, we go out. I remember doing a circle over the top of that. Now this is the first time for me that I had ever hoisted in that type of swell. I, I remember looking at the boat, like, Holy shit, Pat Barber. Where's my boy, Pat Barber? I need some backup right now. And uh, I remember looking at you and Jesse and Jesse's like, yeah, whatever. And you're like, okay, I trust Jesse and I trust Quinny. We're good. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I remember looking at that, but we had two phenomenal pilots up front that were like on point. We asked that boat to turn around and go into the swells. And now they're pitching and rolling, boosh, going in. And I was placing you guys down to the back of the deck. Holy smoke. And for me, I'm trying to time the swell where the boat was on the top. And then as you guys would touch down, I was dumping cable to get you guys on the deck so that it wouldn't, it wouldn't slam you as the boat came back up. And I, I remember this very vividly. Mm -hmm. so. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. That's when, so I've seen a couple of guys always like during training that they would always have the carabiner open. So when they're, feet touch the deck they disconnect it let go I never did that I was uh I think I mentioned it to Yost one day and he was like that's like don't get into that habit that's a bad habit to get into like just in case something would have happened you disconnect it but you need to go back up or something goes wrong like it's not a good idea I remember looking at Jesse and looking at saying I said so uh what's going to be, be what's going to be the safest thing for me to get off the hook and he goes have you carabiner open and I said but but I was told that's not a good idea. He goes, and I said, I've never done that before, Jesse. And he goes, today's the day we learn. I was like, thanks, buddy. So, <laughs> like, All right. Thanks. So set play, right? Right. We're, we're going to do, we do our brief. We're going to insert Jesse first. And then if I remember correctly, we put a tagline on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so Jesse gets on deck first, connects the tagline. Uh, let's see, there's trail line, there's guideline, whatever you guys want to call it out there. We connected to the bear hook, bear hook comes up. I connected to you and now we're at least guidelined in, taglined in, and then you get on deck. So you at least got Jesse down there. But again, for you, I'm trying to time that boat just, just at the perfect. As soon as you get down and disconnect, I, there was such a sigh of relief for me. I was yeah. like, Ah, and they're walking. We could hear you. We, we, I remember hearing you going, oh, they said right. back. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> That's the so, first time. So, and then you even told me, you said, look, it's going to be like a fast drop, but I'm going to hold you. And I was like, you're going to hold me. And they were like, yeah, like, uh, so we're mapping 10, because we could see the, the 15, 20 foot swells, yeah. right? But like, you definitely had a different image than what, than I, I not even, I can't say we, because I'm sure Jesse was pictured everything you were pictured, but never having done that. Uh, I was like, okay. And then when we went down fast and stopped, and then as soon as my toe, I can hear Jesse because we're still on true link together. And he goes, as soon as you, your toes touch, disconnect and went, okay. And then I realized this is what he See, he's going to hold me because the ass of the boat's going to go. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And then I went full flight, full feet planted, let go. And it was like, oh, oh, we just did that. <laughs> Great. That was an amazing, that was a, one of the most smoothest, crappy situation voice ever. ever. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That makes yeah. you feel good. <laughs> it was great. So I'll tell you what, walk us through from there. So now you're on deck. You and Jesse have to go to the patient. Hit me. 
so when we got on deck, we kind of had to hold off on the side for a second. Um, I, I don't remember if it was a side, if it was something that was actually on the boat. We had to hold on the side and Jesse told, and him and I can still talk to each other, right? So just telling me, because if I tell you to lay down, lay down. It's like, okay. I mean, I, I normally would question a million things that he tells me, right? But I figured <laughs> now's not a good time, right? Because it's Jesse, right? You know, uh, I figured now's not a good time. So uh, we we literally had to crawl into the hallway. Now, mind you, I have my paramedic bag on my back yep. and he has uh, he has the harness that we're going to put this patient in because we initially was like, should we pet bag this guy up if he's having a seizure? I'm like, and you're the actually the one that said, that's a horrible idea. Look at the seas, look at the swells, look at the way this boat's going. Obviously, if it's, you know, life of a, if it's, if he's not, if he's fell, hit his head or whatever, we'll reconsider. But until then, let's just get him in, let's just get him in a harness, get him up. Okay. So we're crawling to the door. Jesse has the harness. I have this 35 pound ruck freaking backpack with my whole, with the whole damn helicopter in at the back of it. Right. And, um, we got, we literally had to crawl over the two foot door and Jesse starts screaming at me, lay down, lay down, lay down. And as I lay down, I'm pretty sure I went back up into a straight standing position because of the 15, 20 foot seats. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked at him and said, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Like shit, I'm like, yeah, Jesse, I, I, I feel like shit. And he was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was it was bad. It was it was horrible. I'll, that's one I'll never. You've never experienced queasy. G. You've been on a freaking closed-in boat with 15, 20 foot seas. So we get in a room with the medic and the patient, who's obviously postictal. Um, and I and I asked him, I was like, did you give him any Ativan? He's like, no, but I haven't drawn up. I said, so we we we'll give it to him. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You see, I suck at starting IVs. I said, it's amazing because I'm great at it. Let, let's do this. So I have no idea to this day how I stuck this guy, but I could tell you that I had him lay on the ground. Then I laid on the ground and Jesse's looking at me like I'm freaking nuts because we're all laying on the ground now. I start an IV at this guy in this 15, 20 foot swells back into the standing position because, you know, the boat's like, it feels like it's about to flip over. Uh, and I take the guys out of me. He's like, well, he's not seizing anymore. I said, he's, he's going to want, I want this out of him right now. Like I, I can't much less, you know, like I, but, but yeah. we're going to get this guy this out. <laughs> this is for me, not for him. <laughs> <laughs> like I want this out of him right now. Like screw him, but you know, but yeah. <laughs> so we load this, but thank God he was tiny. He was like Jesse size. Thank God. Cause my whole, the whole time that we were crawling through legit crawling. And this is like only the one of few ships that the medics room was on the same level that we hoisted to most of them you had to go upstairs or you had to go within the ship right yeah this was like one of the only ones that it was on the same level at miraculously so after crawling into this room and getting this guy then my whole thought process crawling was this guy is going to be 17 times freaking 17 times freaking bigger than me this is going to be, uh, this is going to be an interesting freaking, this is going to be a shit show, but thank God he was like the size of Jesse, which I could deal with because Jesse was about the same size as me. But, uh, so I load this guy and put out of him and, uh, get him attached to me. He's completely unresponsive passed out. So getting this guy crawling, <laughs> getting this guy out the hallway back onto the deck for you to come get us was the most hilarious thing I've ever had. <laughs> it was legit like crawling, dragging, crawling, 
driving. <laughs> and the whole time Jesse's looking at me, he goes, you know, we really can't make this shit up. Cameron was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't make this shit up. <laughs> but it was great. It was, it was really good. Um, it was interesting. I almost threw up like five or six times. I remember getting back in a helicopter and contemplating. So if I give myself Zofran, would this be? <laughs> totally fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. And if it's, oh, I'll tell you about, oh man. Hashtag worth it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah. But I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that story in just a minute. But, uh, but yeah, no, when we got back out to the deck, he was sitting and I can remember I don't remember who the pilots were, but I remember one of them asking, um, I because now at this point we've reconnected to you guys and we can hear you, you can't hear us. And I remember uh crawling back out to where you were gonna pick us up from. Jesse's laughing at me because I'm like just struggling and why help a sister out when you can just laugh at her. So <laughs> and one of the pilots saying, Hey, uh, is he gonna be all right? And I just gave a huge thumbs up and I was just like, just come <laughs> fucking get me. So <laughs> Our pilots that day were William Wingfield and uh, it was Wingfield. BJ. Yeah. But Willie, uh, we call him Wild Bill. Uh, yeah. 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 He he was the one that called that out. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, good. Is he going to be okay? I was like, just fucking get me out of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> HR requesting the skid. Let's freaking roll. Let's go get him. <laughs> Yes, that was that was awesome. And when we came up, you, I remember you. Even, I remember you telling me before. Look, when we come up, you're gonna come up quick. It's not me, but it is gonna be me. So when we hooked up, uh, I looked at Jesse. Jesse was like, "Look, I need you to hold on to this this tag on a little bit tighter because when you come yeah. up, it's gonna pull. You're gonna break. I can't have you break from this tag on." So right. I, that's when I learned, I learned two things on that flight. I learned how to quick disconnect and leave your carabiner open to get your ass off of the line. And I also learned how to wrap the, the rope around my leg, around my boot, that not my leg, my boot. That way it kind of like gave some leeway. Cause I was like, well, I'll just hold on to it around my arm. And he was like, yeah, let's sure. Let's lose your arm. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. Yes. yes. <laughs> Yeah, he was uh he was awesome. I mean, but uh when we came up off that boat, you legit you got us back in quick, quick. And I remember getting in there going, You're like, Are you okay? I'm like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We got our and we had our patient, we got our patient all strapped in. We dropped the the tagline. Jesse was coiling that up. You and I were rigging our pa- the patient up in the aircraft. And I remember looking at you like, okay, we good? And you're like, Yep. I said, Cool, let me get Jesse and then we'll we'll deal with him. And you're like, Yeah, I got him. Then, yeah, yeah, I got. I just needed yeah. a minute to like get my bearings back. I didn't realize like how. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize it's once a, you get back to like surface ground. <laughs> isn't it amazing when you like you want to be back in the helicopter? You're like, please get me back into the aircraft, please, 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 please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I never thought that that day would come, but that was the day that I was like, just get me off of this boat, just get me off of this boat, put me back in the thing that floats and prays for air. Like, let me just. Put me <laughs> oh gosh oh, it was a good time when we got to the hospital that kid finally started freaking waking up and he was like yeah i remember the waves being pretty bad we were like yeah yeah they, they were they were excellent yeah yeah, they were. yeah. <laughs> man that was a memorable flight god i still get crazy thinking about how yeah. that boat was going. <laughs> it was amazing I, I i loved that case like i said for me as a hoist operator i believe that was probably one of my hardest uh like cases that i was a hoist operator for for yeah, sure you nailed like, it you nailed the hell out of it we, oh, we didn't you. come 
close to hitting any of the railings. We didn't come close to hitting the back of the boat. We didn't come close to touching anything. We oh, it might have been close. close. I'm not. No. I'm not. I'm neither going to confirm nor deny how close you actually were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, yeah, okay, but that's not even the <laughs> Jesse, anything. I said he was I said fine. Nothing. Yes, exactly. You're fine. Fine. You didn't die. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? I I would not have done one thing different on that case. That is for no. sure. That was it. Went no. smooth. It was easy. No. You know, you no. guys made it easy on deck, and and again, having amazing pilots up front, just yeah. solid. Solid. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of those ones where you just have to like trust the training and trust your people. Totally. Um, it's hard, you know. It's hard. I mean, you you. I mean, you're a, a a veteran. I mean, you know, it's hard. Like, you can trust your brothers and sisters out there, but can you really trust your brother? You know, it's like kind of. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely one of those things where you just have to trust the training, trust your partners, trust everything. Like for those 15, 20 minutes, like distill all faith into one or two people it was definitely that was yeah, yeah it was funny i wouldn't have done anything different i definitely would have reloaded that guy up for sure yeah, totally <laughs> so ah what a great memory i i i really enjoy talk excuse me talking about that in particular case because that that was awesome and you ah fun. you, you uh, guys did such a good was, day yeah it was so. fun like we were legit like shitting ourselves pulling right. up to that boat. but like coming like actually getting done getting it out there getting back in it was like can we could do it again you're right <laughs> What's the next one? <laughs> Set the alarm up. Set the alarm up. Come on. Come on, phone. I, I, something awesome. else, you know, I do remember about that one in particular, which was a, a lot really good for all of us in the Gulf at the time is when we came back, we did not just like, oh, great job and, and leave it. We actually debriefed that many times mm -hmm. over because we, if you remember, we actually got called out to go help a downed aircraft and we ended up going like hoisting in between blades to Yep. get stuff for parts and whatnot like the next day or something like that but yep. you know still up then. oh yeah and uh there was it was just it was such a that case we 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 spread it out about about everybody and everything and said okay hey this is how this happened this is what went down and everybody was very appreciative of us debriefing like everybody so it was, it was yeah pretty cool. yeah it was definitely um yeah, it was definitely a huge, huge, huge teaching moment. It was pretty awesome to like explain to some of the other medics, like, you know, how, cause they, they, of course their question was, well, you know, why did you put the paramedic bag instead of hooking it up to the other, uh, to the other carabiner? That was one time where it was like, you know what, like, this is going to be best if I have it on my back. Cause these seas yeah. are so bad. If this bag starts going, I'm going with it versus if it's right. on my back, yeah. I can, I can brace, use my legs, use something or just hurry up and like snap the hooks, take it off, you know? So, yeah. uh, that was a big teaching moment coming I mean, at, I mean, none of us, the only medic that had ever flown was, uh, I mean, he didn't even come in until later, but, uh, but yeah, none of us had ever flown before, been in that kind of situation. So yeah, it was definitely a huge, huge. And even with Jesse, like helping me and, and you, oh God, man, you, yeah, that was, that was definitely, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome that, that we were the ones to experience that. Right. So smoothly. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, going out. I was like, this is yeah. a fucking horrible idea. This is bad. Yeah. This is really bad. And then once we did it, it was like, I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everything worked the way it's supposed to be. Check mark. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Trust your crew. Trust your crew. <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. So uh after after that, like you and I, we I think we had a couple other ones, standard medevacs, like in our yeah. in our time together. And then from there you um so your time at P1 ended, mine ended, and then you went on to do even more greater things, which, uh, <laughs> you know, 
if you want to fill in the blanks in between here and this award that you got, yes, little award yeah. from the city. You're more than welcome to fill in the middle, but uh, I'm, I'm happy to get right into this little award that you just earned. <laughs> so uh, I didn't realize it was a big deal, but uh, yes, after I left, uh, after I departed ways with people and I uh, went back to nights at West Jeff, I got a promotion about a year and a half ago to a field supervisor. So I've been doing that. It took me back to days. Uh, but yeah, about, oh man, before Ida, I was told that I would receive an award from, uh, it's called the 2021 Healthcare Hero Award. I totally thought that this was just a West Jefferson LCMC thing. Had no idea how big of a deal it was until they came to take my picture outside the ambulance one day. And yep. she was like, yeah, she goes, look, I, I have no idea. So uh, she's like, look, so you're going to get start getting some emails from the city, some New Orleans city business. Uh, don't delete them. That's very important stuff. It's your invitation for the ceremony for that. And I was like, wait, let's, let's rewind New Orleans city <laughs> business. This isn't just West Jeff. And she was like, oh no, honey, there's going to be like a two, three hour, like ceremony at New Orleans fine art museum. And I was like, wait. Well, excuse me, this isn't yeah. just, I, I just kept harping on So you're going to need a dress and probably yeah. a nice pair of shoes. Just throwing yes, that out thank, there. Exactly. And thank <laughs> God it ended up being online because of Ida. Thank God. Because <laughs> if you know me, you know. I'm going dress shopping today for a wedding tomorrow and I am dreading life. Like, do I get drunk before? Do I get drunk after? Anyway, but yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so this was a 125 person recipient award only three of us are first responders uh ended up being uh me one from west jeff the only one from west jeff and one person from acadian and i'd be lying if i told you where the third one was from because i was just kind of quit it was also real so yeah as the 2021 uh new orleans city business healthcare hero award it was pretty it's a pretty big deal I, I didn't realize it was a big deal but very very very, very big annoying. congratulations to you girl well deserved you Thank earned you. it, earned it Thank you. with Thank everything you. you've done in your entire career to bring you to this far and earning that respect. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm pretty happy that I get to say I learned from you right now. Just like <laughs> as one of the people that helped me out with my medic. That's right. That's right. I learned. <laughs> I learned from her, right? And uh, you know, she, the healthcare hero, right? I learned from that one. <laughs> I said, one of my best friends that's actually, I taught her, uh, she was riding with me as a student freaking seven, eight years ago. And that was kind of the same, that was kind of like the same teaching thing. We had a kid that was super sick and she was one of my students. We get in the back of the truck. She tells me what we need to do. And I'm like, well, you might want to do it. He's going to die. And we're still best friends <laughs> to this day. So <laughs> it was the exact same way I did it with you. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. It's great to talk about it. But until we start doing it, something. Yeah. Can yeah. Why don't you like <laughs> Get your ass off that seat. Get over here. Oh, yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, super humbling. It's just this past year and a half stuff. But we had uh, we had Ida that just passed through. Uh, I got to be hip and hip with my director the entire time. Uh, it was an 11 day activation for us. Um, I was the liaisons. I was the field supervisor. I was the problem solver. I was the up at 6 a.m. bed at 11 o'clock every night for 11 days. So it definitely um definitely been an interesting. Uh, year year and a half of yeah. being in leadership like in real real actual leadership so it's definitely been it's humbling it's been great been learning a lot <laughs> good for you good for you man girl that's awesome with all your experience and everything you've done you know I, 
the floor is going to be open to you. What would you recommend? Things you would pass on to people that you deal with now? Like, what would you tell everybody? Ah, man. So take five minutes. Uh, Take five minutes to yourself. If it's something, if you had a shitty call, shitty patient, shitty mission, hoy, something that didn't go right. Um, It's hard to debrief after something when it's still fresh and it's hard to debrief after something when you're already kind of feeling some kind of way. Um, Take five minutes, actually. uh, I guess it's about about eight, nine months ago, we had a baby that we had a pronouncing field had been down all night and there was a couple of officers that were there. Um, They don't know me. They know me from, you know, from the uniform, but they don't know me as a person, right? So you could tell two out of three of them were pretty upset. And within those couple of minutes, I, I learned that both of them's wives were pregnant and due any day at the exact same time. Yeah. So they were like, really, wow. really, it was really like hitting them in a different kind of place. So uh, I told both of them, turn your radios off, go take five minutes. And they're like, well, our rank's coming. I'm like, yeah, I don't care about your rank, but you, you have to take five minutes. So they both walked away. There's nothing more painful than watching, you know, grown men, like just lose their mind for a minute, you know? So, uh, take five minutes. That's my biggest thing. I teach that to all my employees, uh, after really bad calls, really bad moments. Um, uh, I've done several times when at P1, if, you know, we had a hoist, even if it was training that didn't go right, you just, you have to take five minutes to yourself afterwards and just get your shit together, get your mind together, get your emotions back in play. I do it with my daughter constantly. She knows she embells, she's instills it into her friends as well. But yeah, I do that constantly at work. It's a really bad call. Take five minutes. Five minutes is nothing compared to what you're about to endure for however much amount of time you let it endure into. So yeah, wow. five minutes, man. My rule of life, take five minutes. I like that. Man, uh, <laughs> Ashley, that's that's awesome. No. <laughs> take five minutes. <laughs> I'm going to go yell at Lenny and tell him he needs to take five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to that brick yeah, wall. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that's what my wife means to me when she always says, hey, hey, just just take a minute, okay? Yeah, Maybe that, exactly is that what she's saying? All right. <laughs> Inter- <laughs> interpretation? Five minutes, take five. Yep, got to do it. And so you got to uh, remember, just because you've been doing this for like forever long, you've been doing it, like you kind of like have a realization every now and then that you still have to practice what you do. You still have yeah. to like, review 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 even though it's something that you might do every day or every other day like you still have to like it's not everything is a muscle memory especially when it comes to your brain right yeah so don't ever think that yeah you should walk into every day when am I going to learn today or when am I going to remind myself up today refresh myself up today so I definitely every week when I go when I go to work with a project that week something that's going to be positive for the crew or positive for the service um but it's also like to refresh and remind us that like we don't you know we're nobody special. We're just paramedics and humans. So, yep. You're special. Oh, <laughs> you tell it to my boss. He's going to say, Ed. <laughs> I'll tell, I'll tell, I, I, I get you a raise. Oh, of course, if he talks to me, you might be fired. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like a love-hate relationship. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Come on, girl. <laughs> Yeah, nothing can build you better than being the only girl working with a ridiculous amount of guys and learning no. how to be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you handled everybody uh, that I saw pretty damn well. Put me in my place a couple of times. Jesus. 
I'm I sure. had to. I had to. It was a challenge, man. Y'all definitely. Whatever. Uh, Come on. Well, no, like y'all definitely. Uh, y'all definitely put kept me on my toes. That's for sure. Y'all gave me no slack whatsoever. There was no. no there no. was so many like. When I'd come home and go to, I still stayed PR in at Westchester at the time. I didn't want to give up my years that I had invested there. So when I come home, they were like, so what's it like? And I'm like, you know, it's like working with a bunch of guys. Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah, but I'm sure they kind of give you slack. And I was like, the shit they do. Like, <laughs> like if they're doing a hundred step ups with 50 pound vests, Ashley, you're doing a hundred step ups. But- <laughs> right. There's no, oh, sweetie, you have hips. It's going to, you know, drop down yeah. to 20. No, hell no. Like, there's no, if they're doing 100 push ups, Ashley's doing 100 push ups. Like, there's no, there is no, no, there's no leeway. You want me to follow up? Y'all have it, but I tell you, that was the, that was probably the most humbling 18 months of my life getting to, getting to spend with you guys, man. It was, it was awesome. working with y'all, living with y'all. It was just, it was great. It was an experience. I wish I could relive over and over and over again. Yep. Uh, me too. I loved it. It was fun. awesome. Actually, I cannot thank you enough for coming on and giving us these stories, some great advice. Oh, girl. I, again, my congratulations on, on earning that award from the city. Well done. Yeah. Well yeah. done. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, kidding me. I, I, I've loved it. So it's been, it's been awesome. So anyway, I will catch up with you later. We will keep in touch as usual. And uh, yeah, you stay safe out there. Yes, right? sir. Y'all have fun. Stay safe. Send you me got some it. Done. Busy. Done and done. And with that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Real Rescue Podcast. Please take a minute to like, subscribe, and hit that share button. I'm pulling chocks and taking off. But before I go, if anyone out there has a rescue story they would be willing to share, I would be humbled and honored to have you on as a guest. Or if you have any questions about rescue or anything else we talk about here, send an email to jason at therealrescue.com. That's jason at T-H-E-R-E-A-L-R-E-S-Q.com. You can also check us out on our web pages, therealrescue.com, our Facebook page, and our Instagram page, at The Real Rescue. Again, a special thank you to all of you standing on the watch today. Always remember, when that star alarm goes off, those in distress are praying for a miracle. They are going to get you. Until next time, fly safe and swim hard. <laughs>